The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. You're looking good out there. I can see you. Yeah, uh, yeah. don't hide behind that. Yeah, we can see you. Anthony Tuggle is watching as well. Uh, they do look pretty sharp out there. They look great on this beautiful morning uh, since we've gotten all this rain. It's just so oh, gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> to I'm not... glad to see it's behind <laughs> it us. It is. <laughs> Thought I'm going to get me a boat for a while, Bart. <laughs> and, it's, and it's sunny out there. Today. It is gorgeous. I, you know, it doesn't matter what the temperature is. If it's sunny, it just feels warmer. It does, especially after the, say the last week feel like a month. Well, how long it yeah. been? Anthony Tuggle is the director of the Lane Agri-Park there, the head honcho over there, and he's here to answer your questions this morning, as well as bringing us up to date on what we should be doing. Probably what we should be doing is staying inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barnett, we can get outside always, especially after all the rain we've had. We can get outside. Oh, yeah. and we can find some things to do. Well, now, uh, has this truck. rain, um, this has helped us with... We've been encouraging people to do planting of shrubs and bushes and trees and stuff like that. Uh, it, that rain has helped, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, but I mean, probably it's too muddy to plant anything yeah. right now. <laughs> but temperature-wise, I'm not sure exactly, but I know walking in it felt uh, really nice out. Uh, but it will be a good opportunity if you have some, since the wood is not frozen, it will be an excellent opportunity to prune some plants, especially some evergreen uh, trees and shrub, and you can basically prune some of those, and especially some you can prune and bring into the home and mm-hmm. use as decorative uh, for the for the holiday season to give that nice uh, Christmas aroma. And I'm thinking more like pine, cedars, and some oh, of those yeah. jun- juniper and some of those plants. You know, they have a very uh, Christmassy smell. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> so you can prune some of those. And, and you can't like beat the real smell. No, you cannot. Not not at all. And I know people still like those uh, live Christmas trees. If you've already got it up, make sure you continue to uh, add water to those if you've got those in the home already. And, uh, and you know, holiday safety is one of the things I keep coming to mind when we think about the season. We know it's a festive time, but we also seeing that there can be some tragedy. If you don't stay safe and uh, keep hazardous lights away from and cut the lights off when you're at home, you know, there are a lot of different uh, safety things to keep yeah. in mind when it comes to uh, holiday safety and things of that nature. So we want to make sure we stay safe and do some of those. You were talking about the real Christmas trees. It re- reminded me of the time uh, I thought, well, we will really do something great and the kids will love it. <laughs> and so uh, we had had the artificial trees. Uh, you know, most families have those. One year I thought, we will surprise them, and we'll put in a real Christmas tree. And I did that, and it just smelled great. I mean, I was, I was in seventh heaven right there. My daughter comes up to me, and she says, you know, it's pretty. I, she was just a kid back then, you know, six, five, six years old. She said, but it doesn't have the smell of Christmas here anymore. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, oh man. No. Uh, so her smell of Christmas was plastic. Plastic, yeah, wow. <laughs> and this was 
uh, the Cedar Smell. You started that trend too late, Bob. I did. She, still, she started it earlier. <laughs> and she's continued that trend all along. <laughs> the artificial tree, right, yeah. I think that was most, it's real easy, uh, cost-effective. People can buy them, put them up, bring them back out each year versus yeah. going out buying a Christmas tree. But, you know, being from Mississippi, I remember – Trucking through I the woods. I bet you went out. Yeah, you got I it. I trucked through the woods and searched for the nice, uh, uh, perfect tree. wasn't too big, wasn't too small. We had to get it back home. So we every year with yeah. the saw. It and wasn't the wasn't a Christmas vacation tree. What? <laughs> no. Where it went through the ceiling and no. the squirrels and stuff. Really. No, 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 no. Have we you had, seen that movie? I have. So we we got the little, <laughs> you know, probably five feet, no more than five six feet. So one of the yeah. young trees, and we. Always did. Oh, we played so. games around them. Uh, String popcorn up yeah. and things of that nature. So it was, kids are missing that. Oh man, I know it. If you have a memory that you want to share with us, give us a shout. Uh, if you if you're planning on putting up a tree, uh, a real one, <laughs> give us a shout because there's some things you need to know about. What about people who are going to put up uh, a, a living Christmas tree? Uh, here it is. What is today? The fifteenth. Uh, if you put it up next week, which would be a few days before Christmas, uh, how long should it be up, and what do you do to plant it? All right. Now, when you say live on I mean I'll, that you're going to plant outside. Oh, thank you. That's a good go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are living trees that you throw away, and then there are living trees that have the, the roots and everything, and you plant them. Yeah, that's kind of one of our inside office jokes. People say put up a live tree mm-hmm. once you cut it. It's really it's, not, it's not no. live anymore. <laughs> it's actually just going to continue to decline. But, yes, a lot. You, you're exactly right. You want to keep it in the house no more than a, a, a week. Mm-hmm. And also, preferably, if you can kind of keep it where you can keep that uh, root ball moist. And then, uh, well, first, let me go back a step. If it's outside, you want to transition it maybe to the garage or somewhere you can basically then transition it onto the house, <coughs> excuse me, into your home. Where do you get those now? Do you get those at the Christmas tree places? It, uh, mostly that'd be a nursery somewhere. Oh, nursery. Okay. Um, I mean, there are basically going to be some pines, some cedars, and some regular regular plants we normally plant out in our landscape. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the nurseries, uh, anywhere you typically buy your nursery plants, you should be able to find those. A Christmas tree farm may not have a lot of those. They can mostly have the ones you basically go out and cut, or they've been to cut them for you. But basically, uh, nursery is going to be the best option to purchase some of those uh, plants. And then basically keep that root ball moist. You don't want to keep it at home no more than a week. Uh, Try not to uh, keep the lights on it for a very long time each day. Just kind of minimize that. You don't want to damage the needles and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you want to, after you... um, after that week is up, after Christmas, you want to, again, transition it back outside, maybe back to the garage before you taking it all the way out. So uh, how much time? Two or three days Cook, in the garage? Two, yeah, three, two or three days is uh, should be a ample amount of time. Cause you don't want to take it directly out the house from a nice, warm home mm-hmm. straight outside. You're going to really start to see a lot of needles and things really to fall off of a real dry and start to decline. may not kill it if you do it, but it will shock it uh, quite a bit, but... You need to have an idea, too, where you're, where you're going, going to put plant it. it. Yes. Uh, how big can it get? I mean, you don't want it real close to the house. How, how far away from the house? It uh, depends on uh, which one. Most of them typically can be right up to home. Depending which plants you have. I'm thinking more of a, a Leland Cypress or something like that you may use or some pine tree. If it's going to be a pine tree, you may want to move it further out. It depends. That's a variety. Uh, it's kind of hard to really gauge that. bigger or? Pine probably get a little bit bigger than some of the uh, some of the other plants you may utilize. So 
you really want to think about where you're going to plan in and go ahead and dig that hole prior to uh, transitioning outside. Do Everybody. all pine desert? This is a dumb question, but I, 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 I think dumb sometimes. Do all pine trees have pine cones? No, I don't think so. Oh, maybe one dumb <laughs> then. Because uh, I know people sometimes don't like a bunch of pine cones sitting around the yard. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I don't think all of them do. Okay. Certain species may not. For some reason, I think that some species do not produce cone. Maybe the ones in Alabama. The <laughs> reason I say that, for some reason, when I was a kid growing up, everybody from this area, when you went on a vacation, there was one place you went. Panama City, Florida. Hmm. <laughs> and we would go through Alabama, going to Panama City, and you'd pack lunches and what have you. And there would be picnic tables and little parks on the side of the road. And as soon as you, right around Birmingham on down, uh, they would always have uh, pine cones. And they'd be all over the place. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, but uh, uh, it didn't, didn't do a whole lot for the, there was no grass ever around them. Don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but uh, I know... People, some people don't like pine cones sitting around the yard. Uh, so, but well, you're saying they all don't have them. I don't think so. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I'm gonna have to research that. See, that was a. I, I didn't mean to throw you. Bro, you stumped me on that one, boy. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that one today. <laughs> so, but if somebody I, knows that, call us and share it. We, uh, we can help each other out. There may be certain situations where they don't produce, maybe stress or something like that. And it could be male, female, why they don't mm -hmm. produce. But I don't think all of them produce cones. Okay. Uh, now, I did hear that the, the stuff that comes off the pine trees, needles, what have you, that, that does it create an acidity in your ground around it? It can. It does a little bit. Uh, it, in a way, a lot of times people put them, especially around azaleas, because mm -hmm. they do have an effect, kind of keep the pH a little low. It, does, it takes a long time for it actually to work. Cause those so pine needles, azaleas, it helps. Yeah, azalea, I would be, be perfect around azaleas, blueberries, some of the low acidic uh, mm, type okay. plants in that nature. But it takes a long time, and, it, and it, for to really to make a big change in the pH. So uh, I would do a soil test and basically then use some sulfur some for around those plants. To reduce the pH, but then add those pine needles, it will kind of help versus adding another organic type of uh, mulch around those. Um, like I said, that's kind of the only mulch we had growing up back in Mississippi. We had pine needles everywhere. So we had them around all around all our plants and everything. So in the garden and whatever the case may be as well. Very good. So uh, plant those uh, trees uh within a few days uh, you don't leave them up for longer than a week no more i wouldn't leave them up no longer than a week and, okay. and keep that root ball moist as well now if it's a uh, was living until you cut it <laughs> and you're gonna uh, put it down on the street afterwards uh how long do you leave those up you can leave those up uh probably until yeah, they start the needles really start to fall off and make a mess in your home <laughs> <laughs> so they will be as long as you want but also you don't want those to dry out it would be great to have those in a con uh, container as well uh where it can hold water and keep that container i'm gonna call it a bowl whatever container may be with water they will absorb water even though they've been cut and that will keep them moist uh and, and also help prevent from being a more of a fire hazard so you really want to keep that container full of 
with water because it will absorb that water throughout the uh, the layers of the uh, cuts. Is it the heat from the Christmas tree lights that makes the tree die or get old? Well, I mean, we cut a plant off. Uh, typically, it's going to dry out by nature. Uh, the heat just help uh, the, the warmth, warmth, more warmth of the house. Uh, really can makes it dry out a little bit faster. Just like it was outside, it'd be uh, if it's in the winter time, plants outside, then it would dry out uh, faster in the summertime than it would in the winter time. But by being in a warm home, it would can dry it out more. But the light, especially defective lights. On a dry tree, was kind of, it really sparks the fire, mm-hmm. uh, spark of fire. So you really want to have some uh, non-damaged lights on the tree. Most of the lights don't really get uh, too warm, but if it's the warm, LED if it, ones, yeah, yeah, if, it's, if they get warm or something like that, and the tree is dry, then you know you have that uh, tendency to start a fire. But you want to really avoid those situations. Now, if you're going to try to plant some other things that you get. Uh, at, can you plant poinsettias, <laughs> uh, or do you have to wait till warmer weather? Boy, usually I tell people poinsettias, you can plant them. I would try to keep them in the house uh, as long as you can. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're tropical, I guess. They are, and they are... <laughs> They they are very difficult. I mean, even if you grow them, they may not get those same beautiful brackets and colors back. They'll survive. Um, usually, about all the time and effort you put into trying to keep those plants, I usually recommend people just go ahead and uh, go ahead and, re- and purchase some new ones the next year. But if you like a good challenge, that would be a great challenge, <laughs> challenge for you. I like that. <laughs> so that's something to think about. I was um, over, I guess, when I was – uh, our kids were kids, and we went over to Opryland. Boy, that was a while back. <laughs> and we had a watch Christmas uh, coming together over there. Uh, they had some poinsettias that they were decorating around with. Those things were trees. Oh, man. They so, I mean, bad. I've never seen trees like that. They have an amazing um, uh, greenhouse garden out there at Opryland. Uh, I wish everybody can. It's like a botanical garden itself. When you go through the go through the hotel, well, they keep the temperature perfect. Yeah, when you go through the hotel, it's beautiful. But when you go to their greenhouse where they actually grow and manage those plants, it is something unreal as well. So they do an outstanding job. But mm-hmm. they, Somebody said that uh, that tr- those uh, plants grow that way in Mexico, and so that's a lot warmer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't imagine those little plants. Oh, they're not little, but, you know, three, four feet tall. They become, uh, if if the conditions are right, if you're in a tropical area, uh, six, ten, twelve feet tall. Yes. They they can get pretty big in those... uh In their their natural habitat. That's kind Mm -hmm. of cool. So they can can do quite well. Oh, by the way, if you have a question dealing with lawns and gardens, give us a call. 615- 893-1450, talk or text, 615-893-1450. Have a listener here who's doing, uh, trying to do a few things around the yard to make the place look better. They have tra- tra- planted some bushes and things. They said it looks better. What about putting mulch down? Is this an okay time of the year to put it around the things you just planted, around trees to make it look good and things of that sort? It, it is a perfect time, to, especially around even even. 
around newly planted plant, it will actually help keep the ground a little bit warmer as we transition more into winter. We know winter is coming, so it really will. Um, those plants can really benefit about uh, from mulch, and also it's always had a benefit for beautification purposes. Yes, great time to do that. Okay, any particular type? Uh, how do you select the one that's best for you? Bar, uh, it's, it's preference. Uh, it's really that's more and more it comes down to. Uh, I I do personally I like the uh, um, pine needle we were talking about earlier. I actually use the pine needle. But I know a lot of people use the uh, McKnight uh, black mulch, and some people basically use red. Depending on what color they're home, and they try to match it, but. Um, I'm a fan of the pine needles because the pine needles have a tendency not to uh, <laughs> de- decline, just uh, decay as fast as some mm-hmm. of the other mulches, so it lasts a little bit longer for me. Well, I'll tell you what, it really lasts uh, either the rock or the rubber, <laughs> rubber tire. I haven't seen the rock or rubber tire never decay, Bart. You are exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> now, so the rock, that, that is a, uh, a good point. Though It depends if you're not going to have any... Um, perennial plants that are actually going to have to come through each year. Rocks would be an excellent choice. I wouldn't use uh, rocks or rubber tires. If you're going to be planting some annual plants in there or either have some perennial plants or uh, some bulbs and things that are actually going to have to come through it each year. Uh, but outside of that, then I would probably use, you can, so the options are unlimited. Is there a, a real purpose for the mulch? Are you trying to keep weeds out or you trying to just make it look pretty around there? Well, what's the purpose? Uh, in the wintertime, it actually helps keep the soil warm, keep the roots from uh, from uh, freezing so much. Uh, so it actually helps insulate the root zone of the plant from uh, freezing weather. It does help some. In the summertime, it actually helps keep moisture around the plants, uh, the main benefits of it in the summertime. So they actually have a dual purpose depending on the time of year that we actually put that mulch out. Uh, one of the things I do want to tell, and it does prevent uh, weeds from coming in there as well. But uh thing about it, you don't want to use no more than uh, three inches of mulch. And a lot of time you use a lot of mulch, especially around some of those shallow-rooted trees. You can cause some issues. Roots have a tendency to rise up in that uh, mulch area and then you continue to raise it. So you really want to... No more than three inches of mulch should be sufficient around uh, all your plants. I've noticed some houses... They, they seem to start with a, not a big diameter around the trees, and the next year it's a little bit bigger, and the next year it's even bigger. And then before you know it, it's real big. Yeah, no uh, fault. What is the reason for that? Improper plant. Oh, they did it wrong. Mulch. That's not the way to do it. No, there's a, we call those the vol- volcano mounds of mulch, because basically a lot of time they have to keep doing it because the roots in some of those plants keep kind of rising up and they have to continue to bring those uh, up a little bit but no more than three inches should be efficient and that'll be enough for the roots to stay in the ground and things of that nature so three inches thick yeah no more than three how far out do you go and try to keep it no more than that it, it that's preferable because really you know the root zones extend way beyond mm-hmm. the lip if it's a tree way beyond the uh, tree so basically a couple of feet and you really don't want it to touch the preferably not to touch the base of the tree as well oh, kind of okay. leave a little ring in there because they will kind of it as it hold moisture in it and things of that nature or you have insects and then kind of start the wood to kind of decay a little bit around the base of it and, and boils and other insects and get in there our phone number is 615-893-1450 we're going to pause for just a moment 
check on the traffic and weather. We'll be right back. Anthony Tuggle is our guest from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We're talking lawns and gardens and mulch and Christmas trees and when to plant it and all sorts of things. It's up to you as to what we're talking about. The number to call, 615-893-1450. Talk or text, whichever you prefer. 615-893-1450. We will return. I happened to glance up, and the clear sky was gone. Coast to coast, all night, every night. All I could see was something round and black. On WGNS AM FM online. Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. MTE supplies power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. All of us here at Animal City know how wonderful it is to have pets as part of the family. With all of its holiday meals, it's important to remember that many human foods can be dangerous for pets. For example, dogs can be harmed by grapes, onions, and garlic. Since we don't want to leave our pets out of the holiday festivities, here at Animal City, we carry a wide variety of pet-safe treats for all of our pets. You can find your local pet store, Animal City, here in Murfreesboro on Broad Street. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders, like our pastas and many other items, that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. It's busy, but it's still moving. 24 coming in from Rutherford County up through the Hickory Hollow area. I see a little bit of traffic volume. 65 south through certain parts of Robertson County, just past White House. It's a normal build up there. 24 east at the Jolton exit. Uh, as you come, all that traffic coming in rather from Montgomery County, Clarksville still looks pretty good. Lots of radar down I-24 just outside of Clarksville this morning. Princess Hot Chicken is catering during this holiday season. PrincessHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Partial sunshine develops this afternoon, high in the upper 40s. Southwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, partly cloudy alone near 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 43. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Join me, America's career coach Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. Hey, welcome back. Swap and shop 
and uh, all that's behind us. It is now on our website, so if you're wanting to look up uh, something that was on Swap and Shop this morning, it is there for you to check out. We have a question here for Anthony Tuggle, who's with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. This one, how long does it take to get berries on my holly bushes? I put them out three years ago and still don't have any berries. What about that? Wow. (laughs) They should actually um, have berries unless they're under some kind of stress condition. Now, they didn't say, I guess the bush would be green. Yeah, I mean, it's not it. dead. Yeah. I don't guess. <laughs> but that'll be one reason if it's dead, he won't have any. But it should have, uh, unless it's some kind of stress condition, it should have berries on it. Most hollies. Three have, years. That's a long that's time. A long, it is a long time. Usually they'll come up on the special like the first year, second year. Now, I've heard people talk about, uh, you know, blackberries and stuff like the blueberries. Uh, if you plant those, it's a while before you have berries. But those you're you're going to eat those. You don't uh, you don't eat the berries off of a holly bush, do you? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, I didn't know whether there was. If you put enough sugar with something, people can make <laughs> make a pie. Yeah, yeah, make a pie of anything. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if those are toxic or not. I don't know if they're on the toxic list or not. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try it. Don't try it. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, so uh, it, I t- can they bring parts of the plant over to the ag sitter and you check it out, or is that something you could even check? I, we can, well, there's no way for us to uh, really uh, determine by looking at it. Well, I'm, the only thing I can really think of is maybe it has to do with um, some type of uh, species of the plant, or maybe it's under some kind of stress condition. Because, I mean, I'm like. I know Nelly R. Stevenson, they always seem to put out berries pretty easily. The American holly, they are, they just typically, uh, and those are pretty bulletproof plants, so they typically can grow under a lot of different conditions, uh, easy to manage, so they shouldn't very. Oh, we have one at home that grows, and <laughs> if we can grow it, anybody can. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know why it won't put on. on is is this just once a year, or do the berries stay pretty much all year long? They mostly comes on, uh, stay what, pretty much all year for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any on mines. I don't think any on mines this year. I don't remember seeing any since she mentioned that. Uh, we got a phone call. Maybe maybe they know. <laughs> Good morning. You're on WGNS with Anthony Tuggle. Good morning. About the berry bush, you got to have one. The bear off the other one, or one in the neighborhood, like a male and female of everything, like corn, anything. So, hmm. that, so that's about the berries, you know. Yeah. Okay, so I've you have that for a long time. You've had you. Sometimes they're there. Sometimes they aren't. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You got to have one, maybe like somebody's got one in the neighborhood. It will pollinate like all, all, off of that, or in your own home. Most times, it's like a male and female. Interesting. Bear berries. Mm-hmm. Okay. So probably all the only the females can bear a uh, 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 fruit, and the male doesn't. But if fruit. there's not two of them in the neighborhood, it sounds like you might not have that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. And more, mm-hmm. you know, pollination could be one as well. You know, you might not have what's there because they do have flowers and produce. So pollination would be. Uh, How do you mentioned. know what you have? 
I mean, male or female. And, and, and can you, if you have a male uh, and you wanted to get a female, could you go to the uh, nursery and say, I want to get a female holly bush? And how I, would they know that? I don't know that one out of for sure. I mean, now, this is a guy who studies it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Um, another thing come to mind when I'm thinking about plant production and basically their growing condition, pH could be off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be more, could be really acid. We talked about acid earlier. It could be acid oh. and not uh, the pH could be need to be raised on, on some of those situations. So, so that pull. creates a soil test. Yes, sir. So that made me think of several. Now, she mentioned that and she just tricked all my thoughts on, on plant production that deals with uh, male, female pollination, uh, lack of uh, growing condition, so improper fertilization. So if you really want to know what the <laughs> soil condition is, get a soil test. Anthony can help you with that. Uh, since she's wanting to know about a specific part of her yard, I guess more than other parts, because that's what you're wanting to know, why it's not doing berries. Would you get the soil only from right there around where the berry bush is? Well, I, typically, holly plants are or the really holly close, bush, rather. really close to the home and things. I would typically still do the whole, uh, whole do area. Do the whole thing. Do the whole area, and basically then we'll basically get on. So it'll it'll be in there and kind of tell what our pH is and what the conditions are um, around there, whether we be done or not. Uh, another, I'm still processing stuff. Another thing can be why it's not producing heavy pruning. They she may they may ramble with he or she now. They may prune the plant heavily or regularly enough where it won't get a chance to produce flowers or to pollinate to get the berries. So there are. Uh, Several things keep coming to my mind as we talk, talk it out. So if you're going to do a, a, a soil test, today's probably not, let the soil dry, but uh, tomorrow, the next day, assuming it doesn't rain, uh, how much soil do you need and how, how do you do the soil test? Uh, you want to randomly go through whatever your site you want to test, uh, usually 10 to 15 sites. Uh, you want to go down preferably about six inches uh, and basically take like a teaspoon or a tablespoon of soil. Not a whole lot then. And from ten to t- from about twenty location, which you need, which which should calculate into about a paint of soil. Mm-hmm. So we we'll we need a paint to take send to the lab and get it analyzed. And usually it takes about two weeks, maybe, depending on the time of the year. How much does that cost? It's twenty dollars. Okay. Uh, to get that done, and you're gonna pH reading, and also you'll get a recommendation on uh, how to improve. What you need to 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 help that plant, what are that optimum growing condition that plant would need, whether how much phosphorus, potassium, nitrogen, and all those kind of recommendations. So if you tell them I want to grow a holly bush here, and I would like for it to have berries on it, yeah, they will know what yeah, to tell you. It would be like a we have a get a recommendation for a non-acid loving plant, which most of those hollies and you know, trees categories they fall in, and you will get a recommendation on. on let me ask you okay. this. I'd never thought of it this way, but people are always trying to decide what to plant in their yards. If you know what the, um, you know, the soil is all about, mm-hmm. uh, we, could you choose or should you choose the plants that do well in that kind of soil? Well, that's, that's a good, yeah, that's a, you can do that. Yeah, that's a good uh, thought on that. You could be able to select. Mm-hmm. If I have all, if I have a real low pH, I can go and select all acid-loving plants. Yeah. 
uh, and basically then you can kind of manage that. That's, I never thought about it that way, but we, I that's mean, possible. Otherwise, you have to, <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you want to change the makeup of your soil? You can mend the soil or <laughs> get the plants to go with the soil, yeah. That's a different perspective. I might have teach a class on that, boss. The <laughs> <laughs> weird thing, yeah. radio folks. Yeah, so that's uh, a good analogy. <laughs> kind of like that. Is it too soon to start working on uh, preparing for your garden? I mean, here we are uh, a week before Christmas. Uh, snow is in the forecast, uh, you know, uh, for next week. And uh, we're thinking about gardens. But they will be here before you know it. Yeah, I'm probably, you can think about it. I wouldn't be a whole lot. Don't weak. think you, <laughs> I mean, we haven't had any black woolly worms. I haven't. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen worms. any woolly worms uh, since you mentioned it. Bob, I was thinking about that uh, the other day. Actually, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I saw one. Well, that, those guys so, are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but something that I thought about in the office, I thought about Mr. Trail. And yeah. Also, I really hadn't. I hadn't seen any um, around. I know we had people calling with number of fogs in August, which is supposed to mean how many Snow. snowfalls? How many do we have? I think there were six. Mm, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and the forecast is already calling for some flurries Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Uh, one of those days. And and that's pretty early. I don't, we don't usually, a lot of people say, well, you don't have snow here anyway. I can remember some pretty big snowfalls uh, around New Year's. Any, I mean, twelve inches or more. So that's, that comes from someone up north. They don't really understand. I, yeah. I, I, we measure things a little different in the south. So we, it was really it was significant. 12, it's it was deep. I oh, well, twelve inches or more. <laughs> now, if you live in Buffalo, New York, and you got that, what was it five feet of snow? Yeah, it is. I can't even picture that. Or that's right. So think about our snow. We, when it's melt, it turns some more of ice underneath, and we have uh, which is get, rough wor- to worse. drive in. Yeah, deal. So we, they they don't have to deal with all that. That's why yeah. they, don't, they don't understand. They don't have that up there. I mean, it's dry, so that's why they're out driving around. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. We're driving on ice. That's right. We have a problem. They just drive on dry snow. And, and you're from going. Mississippi. Correct. Did you, did you ever get snow down there? Very seldom. Tennessee probably got more than we got in Mississippi. And then, you know, it was very little we got it. Then mostly ice. Yeah. Uh, probably had more ice than you are in Tennessee, but when we did, it was mostly ice. Ice is bad. Ice is not good. Not gets on the electric lines and knocks those down. and Knocks the trees over on the electric yeah. lines. And things bad like news. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. I don't guess anybody out there anymore remembers that. Uh, I know you don't. The uh, ice storm of nineteen fifty fifty one, something like that. I was just just a kid. I, I mean, literally a kid, four or five years old, and and I can remember the mailman stopping at our house to deliver mail and asking to come in. Uh, and warm up. Uh, and I think on those days, that we lived uh, close enough. We weren't out in the country. Uh, so they, I, I guess they came out on a bus or something. I don't know how they, but they walked their route. And we had uh, uh, coal heat. And so a lot of houses didn't have heat. And mailman wanted to come in and warm up. I don't blame him. 
Uh, yes, I can see that. But now I went around then, but I came in without one. That's right. <laughs> you, before you were, before you were even thinking about Anthony, <laughs> that, that was an interesting time. And I don't remember that much of it, except hearing some tall tales about it. I do remember the mailman. Maybe, maybe that's a tale I heard. I want to think. It was, we got a snow one time, we've been a few years ago on Easter, it was like an Easter a few years ago. Been. We've, we've had some, yeah, we did. I think it we was, uh, got a snow on Easter once, obviously, since I've been in Tennessee. Yeah. So we, weather's uh, changing and cold, so we're. Got a note here from the lady who was asking about the berries. Thank you, very helpful. So thank you for listening. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Anthony Tuggles with us. We are solving problems this morning. The problem solver, Anthony Tuggle. We'll be back with more. Stay with us. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. If you want to experience the unmatched flavor of live fire grilling, then look no further than the Big Green Egg. Forget the pellets, the propane, the knockoffs. Roll with the best, an authentic Big Green Egg Grill, backed by a free lifetime warranty. Yeah, lifetime. It's that good. Grill, roast, smoke, or bake. It's versatile, easy to light, and simple to use. Shop online for free home delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. That's free home delivery to your door. Let your grilling adventure begin. Visit BigGreenEgg.com. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Hi, this is Jenny Harrison at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts has the right gift for your special person from great gift baskets, candies, coffees, and teas, mugs, cups, and have trinkets, handmade things. Thing you never know what I'm going to have in the shop. Ryan's Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street. Please come see us. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. Partial sunshine develops this afternoon, high in the upper 40s. Southwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, partly cloudy, alone near 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 43. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Hey, welcome back. We're having a party every day right here on WGNS. 
Anthony Tuggle is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We have a, a text here from listeners says you've talked a lot about the Christmas trees and all of that. Uh, I got a Christmas cactus from a friend the other day. I love it. It's beautiful and it is blooming. What do I need to do? Can it bloom for a good while? What do I need to do to take care of the Christmas cactus? Continue to do what they're doing. Limit it. They don't need a lot of water. Um, basically, keep it in a nice, warm place. I know a lot of people are kind of keep them. I've seen people, most people have them in the bathroom because it has the humidity a little bit and a little bit warmer in those locations. Uh, just keep it warm. Uh, it doesn't need a lot of water. And just uh, place where it kind of gets some humidity. So I had never heard about the putting me in, in the bathrooms before. So, but it would be, you know, you beautify the bathrooms too. So. <laughs> um, yeah, they can. It, it'll it'll bloom. It's not a real extremely long blooming plant. Doesn't bloom uh-huh. for a really long time. Uh, but it's an easy to manage, easy to grow plant. It'll it should come back and bloom uh, uh, every year for them. I, I can't even picture what a Christmas cactus looks like. Does it look like cactus? I mean, is it like a green? Uh, with prick, prickly things? Uh, it does have some uh, prickly things. Not our, I wouldn't cut. Thorns or whatever you call. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it looked like myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen one in years. <clears throat> uh, but it, uh, it, it just, it's a little similar, a little small. It doesn't have true needles. It's just a little greenery plant. Typically flowers pink mostly. When you were talking about putting them in the bathroom, with the uh, humidity of the bathroom, I was wondering, uh, there was a while, and I, I guess they're still popular, although I don't see them, terrariums, is that right? Uh, like an aquarium, aquarium with, with the top on it? With the glass on it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you put plants, uh, would that be something you'd put in a terrarium? I mean, I've, never, would, I've never heard of putting one in there. Uh, I mean... I think as long as it gets some sunlight, uh, ample amount of sun, it can come back. It's a, it will continue to bloom and flower each year, but the flower doesn't last for an extremely long time. But um, and it's not, it doesn't have true cactus needles like we think of a prickly mm-hmm. cactus. Oh, it's not like cactus. But it does have like some little points on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Okay. Here's another question here. This person says, I've been riding around looking at the Christmas tree lights, and I have seen some beautiful decorations here in Murfreesboro. They said, I've also noticed that some yards are gorgeous. Some yards are dark green and look like a golf course, and the yard next to it is not that way at all. Is it the kind of grass, or is it what they're doing to it? 99% 99% of it is the type of grass they have. If it's green, it's called, I mean, they probably could overseed it with a, uh, could be a bluegrass or mm-hmm. tall fescue or ryegrass. Uh, based on our weather now, it's really dark green. Uh, so it would be type of grass. And the ones that are really brown would be a warm season grass, uh, Bermuda, Georgia, or Weeds, <laughs> something to that name. Weeds, I know. <laughs> so it would be a combination of some things like that. Uh, but it's going to be a cool season grass, and it is a type of grass. And, and, that's, and they do stay green for um, 
for a long time. We really hadn't had any major cold weather to really knock it back, especially if they've overseeded this fall and if they fertilize it and uh, things of that nature. It would be a very, uh, be a pretty green color. So they worked at it. Oh, yeah, they still. It, they it didn't just work. happen. It, no, it didn't happen either. So a combination of both what she asked, or he or she asked. Now, which made me, when I saw that, I immediately thought of the plots of grass there at the Lane Agri-Park. Uh, do you have any of that type of grass where people can look at it, walk on it, touch Oh, yeah, it? they can come out. Even the, grass, the main grass we have there, uh, well, I say the main grass we have, it's a combination of tall fescue and Bermuda, but we did overseed it, and it's, and it's uh, pretty green. And also another thing you want to do is uh, preferably uh, try to get the leaves up, uh, keep the leaves up off of off of it as much as possible. Leaves are not good. No, it, it interferes with the photosynthesis process, and obviously if greens, if it's laid, laying on it, then it's going to um, kind of turn it off color a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the right grass, and also you have to work it a little bit too. Now, do you uh, blow your leaves off, or do you go over it with the lawnmower and mulch them up and leave them? Which do you do? Uh, and is one better than another? Well, that's a, I think that's a loaded question. Yeah, which one do I do? I don't. Well, do maybe that. we should. Which one do you recommend? <laughs> either either one. Either one is a good practice bar. Uh, you can uh, more more I and mean, mush them up. We have add organic matter back to the soil. If it's a whole lot of them, I'm going to recommend you uh, basically uh, uh, get them up and put them in a compost pile or something of that nature. But uh, if it's just a few of them, and you need to cut the grass, you, it wasn't. It doesn't hurt to go ahead and mow over those. So either one is, is a really good practice. But as long as you get them up, is a is the best practice. Okay, and uh, we had another comment about the holly, and this person uh, agreed with the phone call, and says, uh, "Sounds like she has a male holly. The male holly trees do not produce berries. I didn't know that. Uh, male holly trees do not produce berries." Male holly flowers have four yellow stamens extending from the center of the flower. By contrast, each female bloom has a green ovary. That is the green bump in the center of its bloom. This person sounds like they know what they're talking about. So uh, there you go. Sounds good. I agree. Again, the question, how do you know? (laughs) If you have the male and you want the female or vice versa, uh, how does the how does the greenhouse know? I don't think they really do until you get it home. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, if you have two of them, you want to get one of each. Correct. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I'm not a, a questions. That need answers. Need answers. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna research those and uh and uh and get back with them on that. And in the meantime, you can go over to the Lane Agri Park and look at the plots of grass. Uh, stuff. Do you still have the, the the sheet about them that shows you whether this is easy to take care of? And because there are some people who love working in the yard. Well, look, this time of year, <clears throat> they're all gonna look pretty uh, evenly maintained uh, because. You, the weather is a little bit uh, normal, and they all been overseeded. So we do do. You can really tell a big difference in the uh, more in the summertime on low, uh, low, medium, high maintenance on, on those turf plots. So um, we still can talk. We talk about that, and that also comes out in your soil test recommendation. It gives you a recommendation on low, high, low, medium, and high maintenance. 
and uh, and basically, obviously, high maintenance. You're gonna have a, a very nice looking yard, but you're gonna continue to have to uh, work at it just by the description being high maintenance and low maintenance and kind of what you you you, you get what you put into it. Yeah, <laughs> I just got a comment back from the person who was telling us about the holly, uh, and this is why they knew the answer. It says, "I'm a certified arborist." That's so the person. That's go. what we need right there. Uh, they should be for yes. Middle Tennessee Electric. I didn't know they had certified arborists out there. They do. Then, That's who we recommend all the time when people want to, uh, when something is uh, deal with a tree. Yeah, call the electric. When, <laughs> not the electric company. We want to cut it down. <laughs> no, no, he says he's an arborist at the electric. Yeah, I know. But we recommend if there's a situation we uh, talk about, detail pruning and really detail of uh, roots and structure for tree we recommend people to look in uh look at certified arborists they uh they yeah do don't call there. somebody just to come start whacking yes we you uh, can do a lot of anytime damage. we recommend people pruning trees especially we ask them to contact someone that has, uh, has a certified arborist on staff or a certified arborist and this person sent along the arbory culture website i may have pronounced that wrong uh, but I tell you what I'll do. I will, I will copy that, and when we do the podcast of this show, uh, when you check that on the podcast, it'll have the arborist website underneath that. We and are flat can, out of and time. And they can search by zip code, so that'll be yeah. appreciated. Anthony, thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, Bob. You have a Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to everyone that's listening as well. Anthony Tuggle from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Hey, have a good day. Stay with us. Much more to come.